This is the Pro Hockey West Report, brought to you by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile.com and see how you can lock in your rates forever. Jets Pizza, with six different crusts and countless toppings, let your imagination go wild. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, professional hockey fans. Anywhere that may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app, podcasting a little bit after dark here in uh, California. Scott Strandy with you, not far from the ocean in Carlsbad, California, where we await some torrential rains, we're told, in the next three to four hours and overnight. My co-host, as always, from that big, beautiful, vibrant championship city, which also has a a sidekick in uh, Henderson, Nevada, which now has 14,927 new residents after last night's game between the Henderson Silver Knights and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Stephen Marsh is with me. Stephen, how are you? How are things in Vegas slash Henderson? Actually, that number has been upped. Uh, we'll give you the updated number. Oh, again? Uh, again. <laughs> it's only the, only the second time it's been updated. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll give you that in, in a minute. But uh, the other thing is, did you wish for rain for Christmas? No, absolutely not. I did not. Because you're getting it. Well, it doesn't rain in Southern California, I'm told. Who told you that? Somebody wrote a song about that once. Weather, anyway. The weatherman? <laughs> no, the weatherman didn't. <laughs> no, no guarantees on that as torrential rain is forecast. Flood watches are out. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, hunker, I mean, they, they've been talking about this for three days and haven't seen a raindrop yet. Well, so we'll see how your, bad it is. Hunker down in your castle then there in the uh, San Diego area. Where you're, Carlsbad. Uh, Carlsbad, excuse me. Okay, get well, it right. That's close to San Diego. <laughs> Okay. 25 miles it's like the, it's like the ahl version of uh of san diego oh okay <laughs> san diego which is and then you got that would be poway like, oh, no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, anyway um as we broadcast a late night did you get all your uh, christmas shopping done no no i asked uh, you this last time you that? hadn't gotten it done and now you yeah you still haven't gotten it done no no have you uh, well, I had a I had to fix uh, something on my car, so I got myself a new uh, a new mirror on my nice. car. So I got that for myself for myself for Christmas. Yeah, I think that might be the same case here. Not a new mirror, but uh, new motor mount and oil changes and headlamps and all of that good stuff. Don't but, you just love cars? They oh. just love cars. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And by the way, Southern California has more cars per capita than anywhere in the world. I swear. Uh, everywhere you look, there's at least two cars in every driveway, and sometimes it's three cars, and that one's parked in the yard. <laughs> oh, I, b- I believe it. I mean, I've I've seen the videos. I've been on those freeways. I've been in. I've seen those videos of the of the holiday traffic and stuff. As people are, I'm sure it's going to be like that, gearing up for Christmas, and 
And, uh, yeah, and the interesting part is the day, the day before Christmas Eve on the 23rd, Saturday. So Christmas um, Eve, Eve. Yeah, Coachella Valley is hosting um, Bakersfield Condors. And since I missed them last weekend, I figured it's time to go back and see uh, what's going on with the Condors. Oh. Um, you know, I've got a few people I know on that team with Carter Savoy and uh, Cameron Wright and a few guys like that. So hopefully you get a chance to see them um, in yeah, action. And and we'll get to this too, but uh, it's, their, it's their teddy bear toss this Saturday too at Coachella Valley. They're going to be doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's sold out, as you would expect. Oh, I um, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, before we get to the uh, the teddy bears and the new residents in every arena, <laughs> that's what I'm calling them. All they're just new residents. Um, but uh, the Pacific Division, as we talked about last week, is extremely tight. Stephen, if it's possible, it just got tighter over the last week, last seven days. What do I say? Um, a week we do a show week to week. It, it could be completely different. Uh, and it's not that it's completely different, but some teams have fluctuated just because some teams have gone on a little bit of a streak and some teams have lost a few in a row. And that's all it takes to see positioning. And since the games right now are still kind of uh, scattered a little bit in regards to games played, there's still some dis uh, unevenness there. So, But but let me tell you this. The, the, games are, the games played are catching up. Okay, teams are getting pretty close now. But I'm looking at the, the past 10 game streaks. Um, the hottest team, if you look at that, is the Tucson Roadrunners, who are 7-2-1-0. Okay? When you look at the rest of them, Stephen, there's only one team below 500 in the, the last 10 games, and that would be San Jose at 4-6-0-0. That, my friend, is pretty impressive. When you have 10 teams in your conference or your division, and um, – they are all above 500 for the last 10 games except one who is two below. Because guess what? These teams play each other, as you found out last night. Yeah, and, and it they do. And so everybody in the division plays each other for the most part. But the crazy thing is, too, is now you look at Calgary. We're talking about how great they are. They've all of a sudden – and they lost two games to San Jose, Scott. I mean, this is so crazy, you know, that they lost two games to San Jose – uh, actually, I guess no. I guess they it wasn't San Jose. They lost. I think it was Colorado or somebody. Beat, they lost. I think they've lost a couple of games in a row. But um, 3 and one now. Calgary is in their last. Uh, and they're they're right now on their streak of o three and one. They're only five four and one. So their third lead in the top of the division is is very tight. But, <laughs> but the team, un, but the team underneath them also has gone five four and one in the last 10. So there hasn't been any movement there, but some of these other teams, I mean, a lot of teams have been five, four, so it hasn't really been a lot of progression that way, but Tucson Roadrunners, Coachella Valley Firebirds. Yeah. Tucson and, and, and San Diego. Yeah. Tucson, Coachella Valley uh, have, have really moved. Well, now Henderson is now one four in a row, but they had, I don't, they came off a streak where they hadn't won a lot of games in like eight or nine games. So they, the four games has just kind of gotten back for them to get back in the mix. Of, of, of not that they were out of the mix, but they were now they're even more in, in the mix of the top uh, the top half of the division. So I mean they're only a point behind Abbotsford, although that Abbotsford has a few less games. Point behind Tucson, but Tucson's played a couple of less games. They're only two points behind Ontario, only one less game played there, and now all of a sudden they're three points behind Calgary, and Calgary has a couple games in hand. So I mean that's first to fifth is so tight. Three point difference there. Coachella Valley has only played twenty four games, so they have like two or three games on some of these teams, and they are twenty nine points. So they're, you know, they're they're right there. And yeah, and Colorado's is 
is right there too. Then you now you're starting to get a little bit of separation between the top seven, which are playoff teams at, at the moment, and then the the three that are at the bottom. But even that can be kind of a an aberration because you did we did talk about the games played, and you, as you said, it, it has gotten mostly close. But Bakersfield's still way behind in games played. They've only played twenty games still on the season, so that is at least four less than San Diego, San Jose. They they've played five less games than some of these teams, seven in the case of Henderson, who's played the most. So that's a possible five, uh, that's a possible 10 to 12 points that they could get without playing some of these other teams. Now, obviously some of the games they play will be against some of these other teams, you know, as the season goes along. So, but yeah, so I mean, so even though Bakersfield's at 19 points, they, they, they that's to say they were to win all five of their games in hand on, on these other teams. Um, they'll, They'll be uh, right there at thirty some points, so it, even though they're in last place, they 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 certainly still have the potential to to make a big climb, uh, just by because they played fewer games. But other than that, I mean, it's I, I think it's kind of shaping out to be as tight as we expected it to be, and it's continuing to see that as the season goes along. And uh, and the last week was was no exception. Like I said, Calgary losing a couple games, you didn't expect that. Um, you know, Henderson's not won four in a row, so they're starting to figure things out. So it's Buckle up! It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a up and down ride until uh, until April when the regular season ends. Well, here's the stat we don't talk about very much: uh, penalty in minutes. And um, the number one team in the division, the Calgary Wranglers, are the, also the most penalized team in the league, which usually does not go hand in hand. Four hundred and one penalty minutes. So they have uh, they've surpassed everybody. Uh, the only one that's even close to them is Tucson with three eighty seven. But uh, then you look down at uh, the number 10 team, and you would think penalties would hurt them. But uh, the number 10 team, Bakersfield Condor, has only been penalized 238 minutes. Uh, how in the world can you be penalized that few times and be struggling as much as, as they are? I guess I'll find out Saturday because uh, when they take on Coachella Valley, who has struggled at home, admittedly, Last night, they lost one to, uh, to Henderson that you were at. We'll get into that second half of the show. Um, but it's been it's been exactly what I think we thought it was going to be. It was going to be a really tight race. Now you're, what, um, just over a quarter of the way through the season, and things are starting to shake out exactly the way we thought. That It's going to be a battle all the way when, when your number seven team, as you mentioned, 28 points, and number one is 34 points. That's some room that you can pick up. Almost in a weekend. Yeah, no, I, I'll be interested to see who who's going to be the goaltender for uh, Coachella Valley this weekend because uh, La Fontaine and Morris were the two that were on the sheet last night going into last night's game, but La Fontaine got hurt pretty early on in that game, had to come out. So then Morris goes in. We'll talk about when we recap the game, but Morris had to come in and finish the game. Of course, the other guy Drieger is up with uh, Seattle right now, so. Um, well, it sounds like Seattle might be getting uh, Grubauer back, in which case Drieger well, um, would would come back down to Coachella Valley. But you know, I know they they're talking about the Winter Classic as right. well as we're on this topic, and they're saying that Drieger could be um, the only goaltender to defeat. And this is a big task because they're playing the Golden Knights, who yeah. are on a terrible roll. But if he were to play in that game and win that game, he'd be the only goaltender to win two winter classics against the same team in two different venues. Oh, so yeah. Cause, uh, cause Drieger was with the, or, or, or I mean, uh, Grubauer was with, I'm the, sorry, uh, Grubauer. Yes. Grubauer, Grubauer. I mean, I think yep. you said, you might've said Grubauer. Yeah. Grubauer, 
uh, which was he was with the Avs when the Avs and the Golden Knights played that eight-hour game at Lake Tahoe that started in the afternoon and then had to finish it that that night. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's yeah, and in the Golden Knights situation, which we'll touch on too, but the Golden Knights situation too. Who's going to be the goaltenders for that game? Because right now, both Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson are those. Is it possible? That Yuri Patera is going to be the goaltender that starts the Winter Classic? I don't think so. I, some, maybe it seems like one of the guys, either Hill or Thompson, will be back. Uh, I don't think both of their little hiccups or nicks or, or injuries are going to be long-term things. But but uh, right now, it's Patera and Seville, the two goalies in Vegas. So, I mean, there's still some games before the Winter Classic. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, you, you got Grubauer's coming back. And then, you know, who knows in, in Golden Knights. So, the Winter Classic is going to be, be very interesting. But I, I, would, be su- I would be surprised if, if, if Hill – isn't ready to come back uh, by by then, but we, we'll have to see because Hill came back and then he went hurt, got hurt again, not six minutes into his. Yeah, game, and, so. and we'll get into that maybe yeah, we'll, in next yeah. week's show about all these injuries and oh, why the goaltenders oh. are suffering injuries. We we'll kind of put a it's it's like the, I guess on it, it. It's like the quarterbacks in in the NFL this year are all going down like hotcakes, and then in the, in the NHL, it's the goaltenders that seem like are the yeah, it's it's down. really strange, and and the types of injuries they're getting, and it's guys that that get an opportunity, and all of a sudden, like Jack LaFontaine gets an gets an opportunity to show himself for a few games, and then gets hurt. Now he's uh, who knows how long he's out. Um, so we'll dig into that uh, probably in next week's show. But um, before we get uh, into the recap of the week. Um, I like, like I said, a lot of new uh, residents taking place in uh, different arenas all over the place. I know you've did a little research on this, but as I mentioned, and you told me it's already changed. Fourteen thousand nine twenty-seven was the number they gave out last night. That's fourteen thousand stuffed animals on the ice. Goodness gracious, it must have taken forever to clean them up. But uh, go ahead and give us a rundown on the teddy bear tosses or stuffed animal tosses, if you will, lucky launches, if you will. Yeah, Lucky Launch, as it's known in Henderson, obviously Lucky is the mascot for the Silver Knights, and so they called Lucky Launch uh, there uh, in Henderson, which is a, which is what they call it, the teddy bear toss. But yeah, the updated number, it's it's like we're doing a um, a telethon here. We're going we're gonna to go to the remember the old Jerry Lewis telethon. We're going to go to the we're going to go to the tote board now. We're going to see what the we're going to see the updated numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the next, and then there's a big drum roll. <laughs> Fifteen thousand nine hundred eighteen was the is the new number now for stuffed animals that were collected uh, on the lucky launch night last night in, or Wednesday night in, in Henderson. So very great. Um, it was a sellout crowd over five thousand people. Uh, most of them had stuffed animals. That's almost a, three. That's that's about three per fan. <laughs> yeah, and and, and and I should mention that um, a lot of a lot of the bears. I think uh, there was a couple of groups or things that that donated a lot of them. So a lot of them were dropped from the, the ceiling, so they had a lot of these bears already, but but the fans, of course, contributing a lot. So, yeah, but 5,000 or so the previous year, this year, 15,000. It doesn't matter if it came from the fans or somebody donated to be a part of this event. It's still a lot of a lot of bears and, and stuff, stuffed animals that, that were collected. Uh, later on, when we talk more about uh, the, the game between Henderson and Coachella Valley, we're going to play some sound from some, some of the uh, – from post-game. And, and I asked uh, – one of the things I asked Mason Morelli about is, is – the teddy bear toss and how cool to be part of some, you know, these, these kind of things. And, and of course he came from, comes from Hershey, which is known in the American hockey league for their, their teddy bear tosses. So I asked him about that and uh, he, he gave him, gave an answer. He's, you know, I won't spoil it, but yeah, he, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of these, a lot of these teams do one. I, I, I found some, I, there was some, I didn't get a chance to look up. I don't know if you have those numbers, but uh, 
Tucson had one had one theirs recently. Uh, Nathan Smith. Oh, Nathan Smith was the goal scorer that that launched the uh, the stuffed animals. Uh, Dyson Mayo, the one for Henderson last night, or on Wednesday, uh, depending on when you listen to this. So if you want to be uh, evergreen there, uh, yeah. So over five thousand bears collected in Tucson. I didn't give an exact number, but just over five thousand. Uh, I I hate to be those people that had, had counted. They had a lot of volunteers last night, and they were all getting ready to <laughs> to count the. Uh, and what if you count one twice? You know, or or in this case, maybe that, obviously they had, in Anderson's case they had to do an updated number because they maybe missed some, or some came in came in after the fact. It's like uh, I also equate it to election night where you're counting the po- the polls and the numbers get updated, or you you know. Oh, you had to go there, didn't hopefully you? There's you just no double, had to go there. Hopefully, there's no uh, <laughs> double double counting or anything like that. As 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 uh, people always scream that there is, anyways. Um, San Diego, they had actually San Diego had theirs last Saturday against the Silver Knights. So the Silver Knights were on the visiting end of it last uh, last Saturday. Uh, it was a three one loss for that. But uh, Braden Tracy getting the goals uh, twenty five seconds into period three. I didn't see that how many stuffed animals were collected there, but there's a lot of video and stuff out there. And it, again, it, every team is uh, it does it does it well, and a lot of stuffed animals on the ice too. Ontario's had theirs last Saturday against the Bakersfield, and. Uh, as I mentioned, Coachella Valley's is coming up uh, this week. Colorado's uh, was was recently as well in the last couple of months. Yeah, Usually, a little over nine thousand in Colorado. Okay. So, yep, nine thousand. I couldn't remember the number, but I figured you you saw that. So yeah, over nine thousand there. Abbotsford, I think, had theirs too, and uh, and I, I think there's a couple. Of t- I think San Jose too. There's every t- every team's. I think by now every team has d- done one or has got one scheduled for uh, this weekend. Um, so I well I had, didn't actually have time to get all the all the numbers. It was a little bit more. Some teams didn't put it out there right away what the uh, what the numbers were, but um, but yeah, just just overall in general, the, a great uh, a great thing, and 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 we have fun with it. I always, you know, what's what's so great about the AHL uh, as opposed to the NHL, although the NHL is of course the, the best league in the world, but the AHL, what makes it so great is you can do promotions like this, you can do the specialty jerseys more, you have these more theme nights, um, you have more fun with that. NHL level, you, you have some sort of limitations on, on some of that sort of stuff um, in regards to specialty or all that sort of stuff. But the AHL level, you can have more. You couldn't do a teddy bear toss in an NHL game. You couldn't have that 10-minute uh, delay or whatever long it takes to clean it. I actually thought it was, in, in this case last night, uh, between Henderson and Coachella Valley, it was actually kind of, I think, kind of a smart way. That it was about the, the goal came with about three or so minutes to go in the in the period. So they they did the collected the bears the the Coachella Valley went right into the you know got off the bench and got into the locker room, and uh, and then the Silver Knights players were out there helping. But they decided to take the intermission at that point. They so we could zamboni the ice and you'll do all the stuff that you would do in an intermission, and then just tack on the three minutes or so onto the beginning of you know it, after the intermission. So play the three minutes or so left of period one. Buzzer goes off and then rotate sides, stop for a minute or so to you know circle around and then and then start period two. So it didn't really disrupt the game all that much. The Bears come flying. You, you you collect them. You take the intermission break, and then you you go. But in the case of the San Diego game the uh, the other night between with Henderson, that goal was 25 seconds into the period, so you couldn't really do that. So you collect all the Bears, and then and then you go forward. And then and and, and that happens a lot of cases. But I thought this was a good way of of doing it with with this few times that was left in the period. Just you know to take the three minutes or so and and do it after the intermission. Because you're basically almost there anyway, and then you just, and then it just kind of both teams can kind of get a reset at that point and 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 go forward from that. But uh, but yeah, it's 
a great thing. And like I said, it's, it's a great, uh, great thing about the AHL is you can do promotions like this. This is always one of my favorite things in the year is to, um, to, to see these. Because I always uh, – to see what the teams do. And pretty much all the, similar in regard. First goal, Bears go flying. But obviously Henderson has a uh, – they call it lucky launch. Or other teams do it kind of a you know different way. As I mentioned, Hershey's kind of the gold standard at this level. Um, I, I, I didn't see what their number was this year. But they usually their ice is covered in bears there in uh, in in chocolate town uh, as i call it there in the land of chocolate in hershey so uh, which of course is defending call the cup champs right now but uh, yeah so i always love these i always love this uh there's always a lot of great promotions that teams do throughout the year theme nights and stuff that different teams do but but obviously teddy bear toss is one that everybody kind of does at some point in the season at the ahl level and uh it's usually around december of course right around the holidays and and the best part of it is that a lot of stuffed animals they get collected and they go to different charities and they eventually end up in the hands of of little children and kids that uh, maybe weren't going to have a toy but now have a toy or an extra toy uh, in the holiday season, which is great. Yep, good stuff. No way to jump into uh, the review of the week better than that. Um, <clears throat> I talked about the team that's the hottest. So that'd be the Tucson Roadrunners, seven two one and zero. Uh, on the strength of their goaltending, is that what we're uh, we're saying? I know they're pretty well balanced, but but uh, Vialta has been very very good for the Roadrunners. Yeah, yeah, Vialta, the former uh, the former Ontario <laughs> goaltender, is now with uh, with the Tucson uh, in the Arizona organization, and yes, he has been uh, he's been outstanding. They've they've given up seventy six goals. In 25 games, which isn't uh, which isn't bad, uh, they've scored 77 goals, so they've they're about a plus one in goal differential. But they've had some real lopsided games where they've, and then they've had some games where, you know, where they've been lopsided the other way, so it kind of evens out. But, but yeah, you look at Tucson's last uh, few games, and I'll, I mean, you look at his uh, his numbers right now. Uh, Velalta, um, I can find his statistics here, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a good it's a good team of course they led by uh by nathan smith who's one of their their tops their top scorers and stuff but yeah matthew Velalta, uh, a 2.60 goals against average he's number 19th on the uh the list of, of goaltenders but, but but 14 wins which means uh when he's yeah. playing they win yes yes Thir- 13 7 and 1 right now uh record so uh pretty pretty good that, that's uh that's to, to say the least and uh and uh, okay and then the other teams that uh that were six, three, one, and oh, there was uh, two of them in the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds and the San Diego Gulls, who are making a little bit of a resurgence after a slow start. But I'll start with Coachella Valley. They, uh, I saw them play last week, and uh, they were impressive. Uh, finally, uh, dominating at home, and you could see the relief. Matter of fact, last week's show, I played a clip and I asked. Uh, Captain Max McCormick, I said, uh, was it more of a relief for you guys or for the fans? And we talked about this a little bit about how they were, um, uh, the fans were, were a little distraught that they went in at home like they did last year. And, um, you know, it was some added pressure on the players because they wanted to perform well for the fans at home and just weren't able to do it. Um, but six, three, and one, that's pretty impressive. And uh, of course, you look at uh, what's going on with the rest of the teams and, um, they're they're hanging right in there as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look. Yeah, I mean, 
uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about Tucson, but yeah, I mean, Coachella Valley six three and one, Colorado five zero oh, or five four zero oh, and one. But yeah, the Firebirds, you know, they've had a couple of wins against. Uh, they had three three wins against Abbotsford, which was helpful. They had they won two games in Abbotsford, and then they won at home against Abbotsford last Wednesday in overtime. That was the game you were at, and then they had a game against Bakersfield. Uh, won that, but then they lost the the following day a one nothing game. So not a, a lot of scoring in that game, but a one nothing game. Um, and then they lose lose in in, in Henderson uh, last night uh, a five one game, which is which is very interesting. And five their their road record this year is very great, as you mentioned. They're uh, they were ten and one going into last night, but they are now uh, ten and two uh, on the road. And it's interestingly enough, the only two road losses the Firebirds have are here in Henderson. That's the only two road losses they have. The other ten are wins uh, at home are on the road. Their home record. Four seven and one, so they are yeah. As you said, they have they've struggled at home, uh, but they have been a very good road team this year, which uh, is surprising. Usually, it's you want to be a very good home team and maybe a, a five hundred road team at, at the very least, but uh, it's the other way around right now. A little bit below five hundred at home, and and it's it's interesting because last well, year they they really had that home ice advantage, and they didn't have well, to, and they had a well, they hold on have, a minute, hold on a minute. Last year, they did have a, a dominating home ice advantage, but it was after uh, December, oh, was really, when it yeah. started. Because remember, they weren't, they didn't have their own building ready yeah. until December, and then they went on a streak at home, and so they were playing majority of their games on the road or in Seattle last year to start the year. This year, they've been on the road an awful lot to start the year, and um, who knows? Maybe they're just starting to to catch fire, but. One thing that you got to be concerned about, we already talked about it, it's the goaltending. Um, you know, will they be able to keep up the goaltending? And uh, the team that the other team at 6 3 1 0 is San Diego, who's making a comeback, and they're doing it on the strength of their goaltending, believe it or not. Alex Stalock was just called up today to the Ducks, so that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, and, and, uh, and Kelly Klang and uh, Tomas Suchnik, Suchnik, is that right? Suchnik? Um, both of them have played very, very well um, along the way. So they're getting the strength in goaltending, and then their whole team is starting to adjust to the new coach. Yeah, they're, they're, they're adjusting to it. But also, Callie uh, Klain was, I think, recently called up to the, the Ducks. Or, or no, I think he was right with San Diego. Yeah, he's with San Diego. But but yeah, you mentioned Salak just got called up to Anaheim. John Gibson has been out, uh, I guess, injured, but I guess also for personal reasons too. So they've, they've called... Uh, of course, you got Dostal up with the uh, the Ducks right now. Um, he's he's kind of the, the the second guy there, and of course he was with the Golds before. And yeah, now you have Dostal called up too. And again, that's just the nature of the NHL and the, the goaltending is uh, we're we're seeing the you're seeing other people getting opportunities, and and they're getting an opportunity for sure. But uh, but they have been a little bit uh, they have been a little bit better uh, recently. And if you look at some of their games from the last. A week or so, the goals, uh, real quick here as they pull it up. It's what's interesting about the goals, really, and we talked about this uh, car at the beginning of the season when we were talking about schedules. Was right now they're pretty much in a stretch where they've been playing games outside of their division. Uh, I mean, you look at all the games so far, uh, except for the game against Henderson on last Saturday, have been outside of the the division. They had a a tough five game road trip where they went to. Uh, Chicago, which is a team that's not really at the top, you know, they're t- towards the bottom this this year. Uh, so they they split there. 
on the se- the second and the third. Then they had to go to Milwaukee for a game, and they won five to two there. Uh, and Milwaukee's a, a pretty decent team, so that was a good win. Then they went to Rockford, uh, a team again that's kind of you know towards the bottoms, but so is San Diego. So it's you know it's battle there, and San Diego gets a seven nothing win there, and then a five one win. So a great uh, twelve to one weekend uh, goal output there uh, in. in in that in those two games in Rockford, then they came home, played one game against Henderson on the 16th, so they hadn't played for like seven days. They got a three-one win, or no, Henderson won three to one that game. And then uh, on last night they hosted Rockford, so then Rockford has come now to them. So they're getting back outside the division, in the in the Central Division now, and and they won two to one on Wednesday night, and then they have Rockford coming up uh, this Friday before they host back into the division. Uh, against San Diego or against Tucson on Saturday before the uh, for a few days off for Christmas, so uh, they've had a stretch of um, um, seven games or so. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, and then they'll have a stretch of seven out of eight games where they've been outside the division. It might even stretch back even before that to to November. Um, yeah, it does. So even go back to November, they had home games against the Chicago Wolves. So they've already did a home and home with them, and then they've hosted Texas uh, for a game. And then earlier this season, they went to Charlotte and played the Checkers for a couple of games. So San Diego's the, gotten the Checkers the- came to San Diego too, by the way. <laughs> and then the Checkers came to, to San Diego. So uh, this this little stretch of the last month or so has been a lot of games outside your division, which uh, can be good and it it can be bad because if you're playing, you know, it depends on the strength of that other division and and the strength of the Central Division isn't really as strong. There's a couple of teams towards the top that are really good. But the a lot of the teams are sub five hundred teams, so of course San Diego is sub five hundred, so it's it's an opportunity for them. But um, but yeah, they've, there's they're hanging in there, and uh, you know now they're going to be back in the division, so we'll see how they do. Because I think the Pacific Division is a really tough division this year, uh, as it's been last year too. But it just seems as you, we talked about, most of the teams are above five hundred at least, so uh, it's it's a very very tough division. So now that San Diego is kind of back into the divisional play, uh, we'll see how they can. We'll see how they hold up. And when you look across the uh, American Hockey League, um, the defending champions of the Calder Cup, the Hershey Bears, way out in front of everybody. They have a nine-point lead over everybody else for the overall best record uh, with 44 points already. The next closest is 35. The Hartford Wolfpack in their own division is second with 35. And then the Cleveland Monsters lead the North Division with 35. The Texas Stars lead the Central with 35. And Calgary uh, leads the uh, Pacific with 34. So, boy, a 10-point or a 9-point lead um, a quarter of the way through the season. That's a pretty hot start. 22-6-0 and uh, for the uh, Hershey Bears. Yeah, they they are off to another really great start, and they're going to be uh, a team that's it's going to be you know right there towards the top, contending for another Calder Cup title. Uh, I mean, they 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 are just really good right now. Uh, you know what's amazing, Stephen, is normally when you win a cup, you lose guys. Uh, when you're second, like the uh, the Hendersons or the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds were last season, um, they lost guys. Guys uh, got better offers other places. Guys moved up, like their goaltender, Joey Decord, um, and, and then things like that have uh, really all, raised havoc all, on them, but but not which Hershey. Is all, which is all great things because that's the that's the point of the AHL eventually is to 
is to hopefully get an opportunity with the NHL club, whether it's in that organization that you're in or you get an opportunity to join another organization. Maybe you, you think there's going to be better opportunities there to, to advance up. So um, that is, 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 we talk about, I mean, the NHL is the NHL. It's, it's so, and we, we talk about it time and time. We'll talk about it at, at the end of this season. It's, it's just there's so much fluctuation usually uh, within a season, certainly, but also from season to season as team as players move around to different. I mean, look at uh, look at uh, Mason Morelli. He comes from Hershey and he's joined Henderson. There's, well, that's one of the few they, that they lose. Ms. Morelli comes and joins Vegas organization Henderson and has been great for Henderson, uh, but he was great for Hershey last year. But yeah, for the most part, they have their, their guys back and and Coachella Valley has had some fluctuation and stuff, but they're they're still right there in the in the hunt for for everything. But uh, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of changeovers from 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 season to season. It's not as consistent as you see at the NHL level. Although NHL level in a salary cap world, you, you do see changeover too. But there's different parameters involved with that. Uh, more more salary issues and stuff like that, or or whatever. But uh, AHL level, it's a little bit different circumstances. But okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back, and uh, you've got some sound from this last uh, um, weekend in uh, or weekend Wednesday night game that featured Coachella Valley and uh, and Henderson. That's we'll play nice some thing. of those clips. That's the nice and thing about these Wednesday games is that <laughs> we get them on it's, Thursday. It's, it's fresh. It's fresh for, yeah. the, Thursday, for the Thursday show. So <laughs> absolutely. Nice so it's it's great th- that way. So yeah, we have some some great stuff for that coming up. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. The Pro Hockey West Report presented by Toyota is the only place for weekly coverage of the AHL's Pacific Division. From Abbotsford to Tucson, hear from the players and coaches that create the stories we talk about live every week on the Podbean app, Thursday nights at 8.30 Pacific Time. The Pro Hockey West Report. You can listen live or search and subscribe to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, and download to your favorite podcast platform. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Scott Strandy with you to tell you about a bank. Um, a lot of people, you know, they need a bank, but they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to promote it. Well, I'm ready to. SoFi, the new banking system, uh, the new banking company, the, the more than that, the financial institution 
gives you checking accounts, savings accounts, insurance, investments, um, refinance your uh, student loan, finance a new home, uh, get a personal loan, get a loan for your car. They have everything. Very easy to go at SoFi.com. Right now, they're offering a very special uh, offer to, uh, to our listeners. If you text me at 760-801-8060, I can send you a link that gets you a free 25 bucks just for giving uh, their checking and savings account um, programs, uh, accounts, a try. No fees. Just go ahead and give it a try. Load uh, you know anywhere from 10 to $25 on your accounts to get them started. They're going to give you $25 immediately and uh, let you see what there is out there at SoFi. Big bank, but it's all very, very personal and easy to use right on your smartphone, your computer, your tablet. Doesn't make any difference. You can get connected. So if you're interested in uh, 25 bucks, and who is it? It's holiday time. Uh, get 25 bucks immediately. Just give me a text at 760-801-8060 so I can send you the link. Reach out at IcetimeHockeyWest at gmail.com or any of our social media platforms, and I will make sure that you get that link. All right. Welcome back in to the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Carlsbad, California, as we await torrential rains coming in from the ocean. That big Pacific Ocean. You got your arc ready to go? (laughs) No, I don't. Uh, Anyway, uh, my co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada, where Stephen ventured down to Henderson in a little bit of traffic last night, but for good reason. He went down to watch Henderson take on Coachella Valley. As you mentioned already, Stephen, Coachella only loss on the road was in Henderson earlier in the year, and uh, it happened again. They lost again, but this time, so many storylines. You kept texting me all night long going like, hey, there's this, there's this, there's another one. So uh, tell us what happened. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I realized that you were doing your, you were doing the Wednesday, the Wednesday show uh, while you uh, were, while I was texting you that a lot of stuff. Yeah, this game was a lot of storylines. Uh, really, a couple of the big ones that we talked about, of course, was the lucky launch and who was going to be the lucky launch goal. The last two years for Henderson, it had been the uh, Jonas Ronberg getting the the goal that launched the stuffed animals onto the ice, but of course, he had just gotten called up to the Golden Knights, so it was going to have to be somebody else doing that. But uh, you had, uh, I guess, the first story we talk about. Uh, with this game is who started in net because it was kind of unexpected uh, that it's come to this, this, and I'm not saying this to, this is a slide of him, but Michael Bullion was the starter for Henderson. Now who would have had that on their being beef <laughs> or oh, chicken? Oh no, you don't be, you're not on the beef thing too. Are you? Oh no. Beef or chicken, whatever you prefer. They're both bullions. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sinben.Vegas will love, love that. He's, he's trying, he's trying to get that beef thing going with, uh, with Bullion. Of course, Referring to uh, to bull- beef bouillon cubes uh, that you use to cook things, but uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> and I think after the game, after the, after the win, uh, I think there was a couple of players in there when they were uh, dousing him with water. There's video of it on the uh, Silver Knights uh, X account, but um, of them yelling uh, beef or uh, yell- beef. So I think I think that's already a thing that they they say with him. But but Ken from Simpson <laughs> Vegas was like spirit, and he's like beef. Anyway, and and shout out to you because you were the lead guy on the uh, the locker room stuff with uh, with beef. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta <laughs> sometimes you just gotta get in there and uh, and uh, 
and command the room, you know, and take it. No, I, um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff that night. It was it was a TV game. Uh, Brian McCormick uh, does the radio. Uh, you know, he does the play-by-play, and then a lot of times he, he signs off the, the post-game show, or he signs off to do the post-game show, they have somebody else do the post-game show, and he usually comes down, and because he's also runs every, you know, so, I mean, there's other people there that are that, that part of, like, Kelly and everything, but uh, but he he, w- he comes down really fast and goes in there, and then we go in there, and then this year they started the dude in the locker room, so we pick, they pick out a couple people after a game and, and goes in, and Brian usually starts it off and asks the, que- asks the questions, and then he, sometimes we'll get a, and then they have a, uh, a digital person that that's in there and usually will ask a question or two, and then a lot of times, uh, maybe I'll get a question or two in there if I'm at the game. But uh, but last night was a TV game, so it, with us it was lucky a lot going on. So Brian, there, but he didn't. We had a TV reporter there too, so uh, he didn't participate in the the, the, the scrum thing. So uh, so I kind of started it, and then then a couple other people jumped in as it went along. But yeah, I I I, I always love these kind of stories. I mean, I, I, this gets me excited. Like with a goaltender makes or a player in general, but when a goaltender makes their AHL debut and actually wins, it's, it's quite a story. And, and for Bullion, it's quite a story because uh, this was his first AHL game, as I mentioned, but he, he had just been, I say called up, but he actually signed a PTO to come up from Savannah to join the Silver Knights because uh, we saw that uh, it was, uh, we, well, it was Seville and, and, uh, and Papirini were the two goaltenders because Patera has been up, Keep track of all this, guys. This is gonna there's gonna be a test on this later. <laughs> later, Patera was called up to the Golden Knights because Aiden Aiden Hill was in it, got injured and, and came. So then it was Thompson and Patera. So Patera's the main guy in Henderson, but now he's he's backing up Thompson. Well, I'll get to, get to that in a minute. And he's now not backing up. Thompson. He's now the guy there for now. But um, so yeah. So then he had so then it's Patera who or, or or Seville who had been injured, hadn't he got injured like in the summer. He hasn't he. Just came back recently. The last three games or so, he's played part of the four-game streak. Seville's been in net, and has been outstanding. And of course, Seville has played a few games at the AHL level, but he hasn't been. He hasn't had that many games. He spent a lot of last season in, in, uh, in the ECHL. But um, this year, he's gotten to be. Um, he's gotten a few starts, three three games. So Seville has been just, has been just pl- has been playing the last three games, got three wins. Um, so you think, okay, well, it's going to be Seville, and then they, and then Papirini had gotten a few starts, but then he, okay, I, I, we're going to spend a whole half hour on this, but anyways, Papirini was now sent down to Savannah. Papirini had a couple of rough rough games, not all his fault, but a couple of rough games, so he was sent back down to Savannah, so he gets some time in, in Savannah, and then uh, they, they signed PTO for, for Bouillon to, to come up, and, and probably was thinking he was going to be backing up Seville, probably not even thinking maybe he would get a game, maybe eventually he would, but uh, maybe this weekend if, if it came down to it because they play back-to-back nights. But uh, but no, it was – so you would think, okay, well, Seville's going to start tonight. You hadn't seen anything. There was the game last night with the Golden Knights that, or the, on, in Carolina. It was a rough night for them. Thompson gave up a lot of goals. You know, he kind of tweaked something that night that we were talking about. Maybe there would be an e-bug and, and everything. But they said, Tom, you know, Thompson got through it and played the next night or played the next game, ended up losing that. So then Thompson goes – is now day-to-day. So then they had to call up another goaltender from Henderson. So the Seville now uh, between – uh, the time of last night's game and the game in Carolina for the Golden Knights, Seville was called up to the a- or the NHL. So that means that Bouillon was now going to be the, the guy that started. And then they signed uh, Tendek, who they've had to sign a couple of times to a PTO. And Tendek has a few games of AHL experience, but um, but only about nine games. But, yeah, so anyways, anyway, long story short. So, so Bouillon started, and uh, we'll get to that. But, uh, but, yeah, it was the other goal side of the goaltending. You had uh, LaFontaine, uh, who was just – Played his 
who's had two games under his belt this season. He's only played 20 games at the AHL level. Uh, he was the guy that started, but he he didn't last 10 minutes into the game. He went down, and I can't remember exactly the play that happened, but all of a sudden he's down on his stomach, and he has a hard time getting up. It, it looked pretty bad. So then LaFontaine comes out, and so Kale Morris has to come into the game. Uh, he has only one game that he's he's played in this year, 0-1, and he's played only 22 games in his career. So you had – you had very young AHL goaltending between Henderson and and Coachella Valley last night, and Kel Morris comes in. Uh, Silver Knights get him for for five goals. They end up getting him for five goals, and the uh, the Silver Knights win a big night for um, Mason Morelli has a cup a goal and assist. Uh, two uh, Gage Quinney has had two assists. Uh, Mason Morelli has now has sixteen points in uh, twenty six games if i have that correct because he had 14 on this sheet which is before last night's stats he's 14 points and now he's got a two points last night he might even have yeah i think this is updated so he's got 16 points um dyson mayo has been been good so i mean a great win for henderson like i said it was a sellout crowd um sheldon rempel is also he's he's at 18 points uh Rasan has got it's quite he's got a quiet uh, a twenty points, but a, a twelve of those are assists, nine of those are goals. So Henderson's starting to get their their full uh, complement of health back on the forward side and defense side. The um, the goaltending side is is kind of interesting, but but Bullion is one and zero now in the AHL, and uh, I think we'll go ahead and play that now because we talked a lot about him. Uh, but yeah, it's it's quite interesting because he comes from Savannah. He signed a a PTO with them last year. Um, anyways, it was a great. It's a great story. We could get more to it on uh, on that at another time. But uh, but here is uh, here is Michael Bullion after getting the win uh, on Wednesday against the uh, Firebirds. Uh, it's pretty surreal, honestly. I mean, uh, you know, it's been a dream come true, you know, to, to get to this level and play. And uh, you know, it's not always easy when you're kind of going through and you're in university and going through a lot of adversity there. But uh, you know, it's. Definitely the uh, you know, culmination of quite a bit of work and, uh, you know, a lot of nine hours from a lot of other people, right? You know, parents, wife, and everyone. So, for sure, it felt uh, amazing. Take us kind of through the last few days here from, you know, coming up from Savannah and then and then finding out you were going to be the one in net today. Uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I mean, uh, you know, I, we actually played our teddy bear toss uh, when I was there. So, we went from teddy bear toss to teddy bear toss. But, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Like, I just sitting there just enjoying a nice Dunkin' coffee and uh, breakfast sandwich, and then the next thing I know, I'm on a plane, and uh, and then, the, you know, the next thing you know, you're getting the call, you're like, hey, uh, you might be starting tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's get ready then. <laughs> All right. So, uh, pretty crazy, but, uh, you know, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, for sure. You faced quite a few shots early in the first period. Did that help you get into a rhythm, give you a confidence boost? Uh, definitely. I think... Uh, you know, I was able to kind of find the rhythm early, and uh, like you said, there once you once you get a couple early shots, you start feeling comfortable. You're like, okay, this is this is the pace of the game. This is the pace of the shooters. Like now, I can match it. Versus, you know, a breakaway in the first second of the game, you're like, oh no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it definitely uh, definitely helped get that rhythm. Jason Mayer talked a lot about how making those big saves also gave the team sort of more overall confidence in the game. What does that mean to you? Um, you know. Obviously, I watched that guy play in the dub, so uh, any kind words from him is, uh, you know, pretty amazing because I looked up to people like him. So, um, but honestly, like, can't stress this enough. It was a huge team effort tonight. Like, that game uh, is probably a whole lot different if not everyone, you know, if, if there's even one guy who's not in. So, 
everybody was checked in the night. You could, you could easily tell. And how much do you, obviously being down in the ECHL, how much do you keep an eye on what's happening here in the AHL level or even the NHL level as the season goes along? Um, in case you ever come up here, you want to know what's going on. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't really follow much. Um, you know, again, I'm not a contracted guy. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm pretty low on the totem pole. So uh, getting the call was, was definitely pretty unexpected. I mean, honestly, thought crossed my mind as I actually got the call. I was getting called up. They're like, oh, boy, am I getting axed here? Like, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's, again, it's amazing. Uh, Get here, so just super excited. What was the atmosphere like here at the Dollar Loan Center? Great crowd here. We've obviously Teddy Bear Toss, everything just goes with it. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, I, fans at Savannah are, are best in the league there, but uh, you know, coming here, it's like, wow, like this is you know, just as special. Um, it's definitely easy to get up for games when you when you have that kind of uh, roaring fans uh, crowd behind you. So, uh, you know, I was uh, I was cer- certainly energized by it, and uh, it was a pleasure to play in front. You know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm super excited. I mean, uh, you know, coming from the coast, every game here is an absolute privilege and a blessing. So, uh, you know, especially getting to play in front of fans like these, it's, uh, you know, it's something to really be thankful for, especially going to the holiday season. And I see the first puck, wind puck back there. Where will that be ending up? Uh, probably up on my little stack I've gotten uh, in Savannah, a little shut-up puck. So, uh, yeah, that'll eventually tag its way home uh, back to Oshawa, Ontario. So. And after you leave here, what's what's the first call conversations you, you have after this one? Uh, you know, I'll probably go talk to my wife for a bit and uh, <laughs> then probably call my parents and let them know. And then maybe uh, a couple goalie coaches, Zach Bird, Dave Kennedy, you know, let them know. Maybe Eddie down in uh, Savannah, too. He's been pretty helpful this year, so for sure. <laughs> and then what you didn't hear on that is uh, right after that question, then Ryan's like, Brian McCormick, as we mentioned before, uh, he said, okay, he's, he's got to go eat now. So uh, <laughs> we're going to stop the uh, – at that point, about four minutes. So I think we got pretty much what we were going to get out of him. But uh, gotta, the guy probably, the guy needs to go eat, eat his food. You know, he needs to go after that performance. So <laughs> Yeah, they might need him again quickly. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine he'll be in the net uh, Friday when they play San Jose. So I would imagine he'll get – Friday would be tomorrow. If you're not uh, if you're not following along, <laughs> yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this, it'll, it'll be tomorrow or it'll be tomorrow. okay. So, so who else did you get a chance to visit with Mason Morelli? We've got Mason Morelli. We've got Coach Ryan Craig. We've got. Uh, well, let's get him in before we run out of time. Dyson who do you want to do next? Let's go to uh, let's go to Coach uh, Ryan Craig uh, after the win uh, against the Firebirds. All right, let's hear it. Uh, getting back home and we played the right way we did we picked up right where we left off on the road uh, it was great to see again i keep talking about our commitment away from the puck our work above the puck uh, the five-man groups and uh, it showed tonight uh, we had contributions for everybody what does this win win rank uh overall the wins this season we always win this great but would you say this one of your better wins this year yeah i think t- uh, from start to finish right we were focused uh thought, you know what we were heavy on pucks early we got a little bit away from us but we got back to it uh, quickly, so uh, that's a sign of a, of a team that's growing. We're able to reset ourselves uh, when things didn't go right. Uh, but you know what? I thought uh, we defended hard tonight, and when we needed a save, Bully gave us a great save. And Michael Bullion, uh, when did you know he was going to be the guy that was starting? And his performance tonight was outstanding for his first AHL game. Yeah, you know what? He uh, he found out uh, this morning, uh, maybe late last night. He was given a little bit of a heads up, but uh, you know, for sure, he found out this morning uh, that he was going. Uh, so it gave him time to prepare, and I think he was ready to go. 
14,927 stuffed animals thrown on the ice. That almost triples the team record set last year. What was Lucky Watch like for you guys? Well, it's great. You want to make sure you score, that's for sure. Uh, no, it was a great experience. The building was alive tonight. It was... Uh, it was, uh, it was alive, but right from the start, you could tell people were excited. They wanted us to get that goal. Uh, good for Dice going to the net to, to put it in. But, oh, it's a great cause. Uh, those bears and, uh, and the stuffed animals are going to go to a great cause. And it didn't seem like too many just me. Obviously, it was so late in the period that you were able just to take the intermission right there. You think that was helpful, too, just not able to have... Different... Yeah, you know what? Our guys helped with the bears and teddy bears on the ice, and then uh, we were able to come in and reset. I think, you know, probably benefits both teams are in that situation where they can reset it as well. Um, but yeah, I thought we came out and handled it really well. Well, consistently, he's been uh, very, very good. He's our only right shot back there, so he brings brings that. But uh, no, he's just a, a quiet, really heavy presence for us. He's, he's He's got some experience. He's got some leadership ability, not just some, but a lot. Uh, and he just goes about his business as a pro. So that was Ryan Craig uh, after the uh, the five to one win uh, for Henderson. So uh, anything stick out for me from you on that? Um, just the confidence that he has. I, I kind of knew that coming in that he was going to carry that confidence. And uh, he seems like a coach, and I haven't had a chance to meet him personally yet, but seems like a coach that uh, doesn't get too shook up uh, when they're winning, or doesn't get too shook up while they're losing. Just very even keel. Yep. Yeah, that that's certainly I would agree with that. Uh, certainly, the times that I've interacted with them or just watching the post games uh, when they're on the road, and and, and Brian McCormick's doing those uh, from the road games and stuff. And yeah, whether they win or lose, it's it's very he's very uh, seems to be as you said very even even keeled. Uh, uh, doesn't get too high or doesn't get too low, but that seems to mimic uh, what what the Golden Knights. It's kind of the kind of the, the same way. And uh, obviously, he's been under three coaches at the NHL level with the Golden Knights, and now he's that's an opportunity to lead the AHL club and, and they have high expectations to, to win, you know, I mean, they, they're very happy that this win that they, they said it's probably one of the better wins of the year, but uh, you know, even, even that he, he could find moments where like the beginning of the game where they didn't really play their best. I mean, and that was another thing with bullion. He had to make a lot of good saves early on. I think Coachella Valley had eight shots, like within the first 10 minutes of the game already. So he had to make a lot of saves and he made them all to start off with. So uh, that kind of got the building going. I got the team going. Okay. Made some great saves. And then, and then they they were able to kind of pick to pick it up and and end up winning the game like they did. Well, so one one of the guys that you said had uh, a couple of points. Um, I, I taught him everything he knows when he was ten. Uh, Mason Morelli. So go ahead and play that cut so we can hear about Mason Morelli. Yeah, Mason Morelli, a goal and an assist in the game, and uh, he's he's a guy that continues to be uh, a great uh, a great addition. And they love to throw him in front of the camera. It seems like every game we're we're talking with him, but it. I guess that's a good thing. That means you're, 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 for, the, you're for the most part, you're involved in the game. Uh, yeah, I taught him. Uh, I taught him that too. Oh, you did. <laughs> and he's a, he answers the questions very well. So we'll, we'll hear. Actually, I, I combine the two. So this this next one's four minutes. Um, well, we'll just hear from from Morelli. Uh, let me skip ahead to Morelli. We're running low on time, but uh, Dyson okay. Mayer was the other one, but uh, he had the the lucky launch goal. But we'll hear from uh, from Mason Morelli uh, after. Two and zero this season against Coachella Valley. I mean, uh, what what went so well for you guys tonight? Um, I think we were just playing a team game, playing simple, right? Getting the puck behind their D and um, trying to help Bulls see the puck. Um, yeah, I think Boolean. it was a great team win. It was a, good, it was a hard-fought battle. It always is with those guys. Um, but, yeah, definitely a great team win, and hopefully we can keep it going into the weekend. Relentless game for me. I felt like you were always around the net. What's clicking well for you and your line right now? Uh, well, I mean, 
think Q and, and Briss are so good with them. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna translate that. Q is Quinny and Briss is Brisson. For those that don't know, they're such skilled players. You know, they make they make uh, some, some smart plays. So I just try to kind of be around the net and support them. Um, you know, he's you know when Q's he's good on draws. You know, when, when we're getting the puck a lot, makes it easy. I just try to open up a little space for them and um, kind of just ride off of them. So yeah, I just uh, I like I like playing with those guys. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think everyone um, was doing that. Everyone was doing the little things right and um, being hard on pucks and winning their battles when they had to. And, um, you know, it just helps us keep the puck more, right? And, um, you know, playing pucks behind them and, and uh, just making it hard on them, right? That's our plan. So, um, yeah, no, like Bull said, it was, it's a credit to everyone. It was a, it was a big team win, a full team win, so yeah, hopefully we keep it going. And how do you feel like this win ranks this year? I mean, is this one of your better wins that you've had this season, you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, they're a good team. We're battling with them in, in the standings, I and mean, we're battling with everyone. But, um, you know, like Craig always says, it's hard to win in this league, so um, any win, any two points that you come across is, is big. So, um, yeah, like I said, again, just hoping to carry it into the weekend and into the holidays. Big story, of course, too, is also uh... – Bullion getting his first AHL start. How was he in that? How much did you guys really want to get this one for him? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was awesome. We had, I mean, it was, even though it was his first game, we still had all the confidence in him. He's a great, great goalie and uh, an even better guy. So, um, yeah, it was really cool to see him get his first win and uh, hopefully his first of many for him. Then the uh, Teddy Bear Toss, you're no stranger to that, obviously, coming from Hershey. They're, they're known for that. But how cool are these, these sort of nights to have this lucky launch and to be able to help with that and, and just. Um, you know, just to see all the bears flying. And yeah, for sure. It's an awesome, awesome cause. Um, you love seeing the support that most teams get when, when they put it on. And, um, yeah, you know, getting that goal and seeing all those bears fly is a lot of fun. And, you know, the crowd really likes it. See all the kids smiling and stuff. It's really, really cool. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, coming from Hershey, that place was pretty – they set the bar pretty high um, for Teddy Bertoss. But I think we, we gave him a pretty good run tonight. It was, it was awesome. Good, great crowd. And bears were flying for a while. So it was, it was really fun to experience. Yeah, so he said, gave him Hershey a run for their money. Uh, he knows <laughs> being from, and maybe he's just saying that to play up to the to the to the fans and stuff. But, uh, but he, I don't think he was. I no, I think was, I think fourteen thousand now fifteen thousand is a pretty good total no matter where you go. Yes, very very much so. So, uh, but yeah, I think uh, so. There's and again, Dyson, Dyson may also talk, but that that that'll be up online. Uh, so, uh, we'll put that up on the on the Instagram the full conversations and uh yeah so it was it was a good night for the uh the silver knights the, the firebirds uh again still very good at, on the road we only have two losses on the road both have come in henderson and uh you know they'll be interested to see what their goaltending situation is going to be uh this weekend for their games uh what's going to be i will let you know saturday <laughs> <laughs> i expect I expect to text as frequently as i was texting you <laughs> well, you're busy taking pictures see i i just up in the bride you're down the ice level usually taking pictures and you know doing 50 million things and people coming up to you, you know, because you're a man of the people and everything. <laughs> at least, you, at least. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, something but, like that. But yeah, I mean, the, uh, and these are the last few games before Christmas. The, uh, this, I think Saturday, Friday and Saturday. I don't think there's any games Sunday. Sunday, of course, Monday's Christmas. Uh, then there's one game Tuesday, but I think then the action really picked back up on on a Wednesday. So uh, a couple more games for teams to get through. Uh, also the NHL level, which could help if there's some injury things, there'll be a couple of more days and then there'll be like three days of, for Christmas, the Christmas break and maybe gives a chance for some players to, to, to rest for sure. But if they have some sort of injury or some sort of little issue that they're working through, give them a few extra days there to, to heal from that. And, 
and we'll see where things stand when, when things resume uh, next Wednesday. My plan, hopefully, if things all go well, is to uh, take a drive down to Anaheim to see the Ducks and the Golden Knights next Wednesday. I'm hoping hoping to do that because I'm I'm I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see how things play out. Like, it, I wasn't thinking much of it at the time, uh, but and it depends on what happens on on Saturday. But we could be talking about an NHL debut for Isaiah Seville at some point because, as I mentioned earlier, Seville is now with the Golden Knights. Thompson's day-to-day, Hill's day-to-day. Again, we'll see how this three-day break helps with, with healing that. We'll see what they decide to do Saturday. If Golden Knights lost again in Tampa. Uh, Patera finally gets a loss. He's out 3-1, and one, I think, in his NHL career. Um, it's kind of funny because Cassie said going into the game that they had undefeated goaltenders because it's, uh, Patera was 3-0 and in like four games that he played. And Seville hasn't played an NHL game, so he hasn't lost in any. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a brutal trip, though. That is a brutal, yeah. brutal trip yes. when you're going Carolina, um, Tampa yeah. Bay, and Florida. And, and, so, and, and, uh, and it's going to be real interesting because you're going to have uh, Saturday now. Uh, Golden Knights have lost a couple of games. They're, they're, they've played a lot of hockey. They're, they're probably worn out. They could use the break. Uh, certainly, um, but the, the situation is now you're going to play Florida, a team that you've beaten the Stanley Cup final. This is going to be the first chance to the Panthers to play the, the team that, that they lost to for the Cup. Um, and then you're going to have a goaltender that's either going to be Patera or Seville. So the, the, the question is, is are they going to throw Seville in, in that kind of setting? Uh, the game is an afternoon game too. It's a 3 p.m. Eastern time start, so they're gonna ha- they're gonna have a day in between. Uh, they're, they're still in Florida, but a different part of Florida. So they're gonna have. Uh, but so do you throw Patera back in there to play Sun Sunday or, or to play Saturday, and then um, you know, or do you make that this debut for Seville? And what what a quite a setting that would be for uh, Seville to come into for his first NHL game. Um, but if they go with Patera and Seville does not play. The reason I mentioned bringing this up is because then the next game after the break is Wednesday night in Anaheim, and there's that's a back to back. You got a Wednesday and a Thursday. Wednesday at Anaheim, Thursday here back in Vegas against the Kings. And I would imagine if Thompson and Hill are still day to day by that point, if either of them are not back, and those are still the two goaltenders, I would imagine they're going to play one 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 night, one the other night. So then, then you wonder, okay, well then the Anaheim game, maybe that's Seville's debut. So then that that would be even more significant if I end up being there. And that's Seville's uh, debut. So uh, we'll see. And, and, of course, Seville has a lot of ties to the NCAA Hockey World, too. We've talked about that before. And uh, and how cool would that be for him to be? Or if it doesn't start on Wednesday in Anaheim, then his debut might be Thursday at, uh, here in Vegas against the, the Kings. So um, stay tuned. So we'll, by the time we do the <laughs> show next week, we're, we're on Thursday. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> so this is, But this is the dream thing. I mean, we talk a lot about why the AHL is so great. And, you know, we talk we focally we try to focus mostly on the NHL, but you know we, there's a lot of times, especially now recently, and we'll talk about it on future shows where it seems like injuries and especially with goaltendings now there's there's opportunities, and we're seeing that and uh, and we're gonna see it here in Vegas, and we'll see what kind of opportunity presents itself if Seville gets an opportunity or or one of the or Thompson or Hill maybe can c- come back after the christmas break and and they'll be back ready to go or or if uh, if this is gonna be the opportunity that Seville's gonna get. Uh, either maybe they play on Saturday in Florida. If they don't, then if it's still an issue where they're they're both the goaltenders next week after the Christmas break, I would imagine he's going to get his debut one night or the other, either in Anaheim or they're going to do uh, Thursday at home against the Kings. So uh, we shall see. Going to be interesting. Going to be way, interesting. Either way, I would look forward to seeing a game at the at Honda Center. I've never been there. I I, I was closely following the Ducks. Uh, uh, I, that was kind of the team I was rooting for growing up before we, we had the team here in Vegas and started being closely 
with them, but uh, so but I never seen a game at Honda Center, so it would be kind of cool to to see that. So we'll see if uh, that works out. And then of course we've got the the Winter Classic coming up too that we're trying to to get to and, and try to work that out and hope to be there for that. And uh, so that will be a busy uh, next week if everything pans out. And uh, we we could be in uh, we could be doing uh, some stuff from Seattle in uh, uh, in, a, in a week or so from uh, a little over a week from now. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and how fun that would okay. be! You're gonna have the crack. You'll have the Kraken, the uh, NHL <laughs> affiliate of the Firebirds, which of course you're closely with, and then of course the Golden Knights and the uh, and the Silver Knights. So uh, tie there. So we'll we'll see. Absolutely. All right, take it away. We're long as usual. Ah, that's all right. It's a few days before Christmas. Uh, we gotta gotta get it all out there. Uh, gotta get it all out there now. Um, and the one thing I don't have is the read yet at the moment, so let me, it's going to take another second for me to, to pull that up. Uh. Anyway, anyway, I will say that David Riddich has been called up to uh, the Ontario, from the Ontario Reign to uh, the LA Kings. So there's another call-up, Joey Decord, yeah. another great uh, outing with 43 saves. It was adjusted. They thought it was 42 where he set the record. He set a new one with 43 now. So uh, Joey doing his thing with the Kraken. Really, he's really getting – he's really – Taking in his opportunity that he's had now to be with the Kraken, he's 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 finally made the NHL level. He's he's a, he's been steady there uh, this year, and uh, he's really he's really uh, taking that opportunity and, and going with it. So good for him. Okay, I've got it here. So let's do this. This has been the Hiroki West Report, brought to you by Jets Pizza, with over 400 locations in 21 states. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos become a Caesars Rewards member. And get the most out of every stay at Caesars Resort. Buy Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to T-Mobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of the Icetime Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available at all of your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to the Henderson Silver Knights for uh, allowing you to get up and close and personal with the head coach and Mason Morelli and, of course, uh, the uh, the goaltender, Beef. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't do it. Don't, don't, get, don't get sucked into that. Anyway. Wolf, Wolf of Calgary is fine. The, uh, that one you came up That one you – well, you didn't come up with it, but you took that on. But Beef, but beef I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I get it. I get it, but – but, anyway, anyway, we'll uh, we'll say goodnight for Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and wish everybody a very happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Good night, everybody. To you, everybody, and uh, enjoy the few days off from hockey, and then uh, and the next week we get right back to it. So uh, enjoy the games this weekend. And next week.